satisfied the intruders were moving away, I slinked out of bed, staying crouched in the darkness, as if I was playing Desert Warrior, and tiptoed toward my bedroom door. I stood against the wall and listened, making sure there was really no one in the upstairs hall. There wasn't any noise, so I peeked my head around the corner to double-check. It was very dark. The only light came from the moon through our skylight, but it was enough to let me see the hall was empty. I eased into the hall using the shadows to keep hidden from any eyes that might be lurking about. I kept my back against the wall and tiptoed toward Mike's room. The people were downstairs. I could hear their footsteps tapping softly on the tiles in the foyer. Other than that, they made no noise. Creeping into Mike's room, I looked around for my little brother. At first, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I should have expected something like this, especially after the loud bang which woke me up. My heart thudded in my chest, threatening to break through my ribcage as I stepped further into the room to make sure my eyes weren't deceiving me in the darkness. Mike was nowhere to be found. Everything looked perfectly normal except for the gaping hole in the center of his mattress. My nose caught the faint scent of burning charcoal. And I knew what had happened. The intruders had come into my brother's room and woken him up. Being frightened, Mike did the only thing he knew to defend himself. Unfortunately, based on what I was seeing and what I'd heard, it looked like the explosion hadn't been enough to deter the intruders. Just as I discovered that the intruders had, in fact, been kidnappers, my ears picked up the faint sound of the front door clicking shut. There was no time for stealth anymore. I charged down the stairs after them, and to hell with whatever happened to me, I wasn't about to let them take my little brother away, whoever they were. Flinging open the door, I ran barefoot onto the front lawn in time to see a black SUV rush up the street. Its tire screeched loudly as it tore up the pavement. In the darkness, I didn't get the chance to catch the license plate number before they were gone. I rushed into the middle of the street, as if I had any chance of chasing them down, and stopped twenty feet down the road. The hard blacktop had scraped the bottom of my feet, causing them to burn quite a bit. I felt helpless as the taillights disappeared around the corner. I must have stood there in the middle of the road, in nothing but my pajamas, wondering how I was going to tell my mother. Finally, I went back into the house. Shutting the door, I sank onto the floor, completely spent. I didn't cry, though. I refused to cry. Shedding tears wouldn't solve this problem. Only some good old-fashioned thinking could do that. Unfortunately, the only thing I could think about was how I'd failed him. Since finding out about his ability, I'd done everything I could to protect him. Now it seemed all that protection was for nothing. I had to call the police. Maybe they could do something. Even as fast as the thoughts entered my head, I knew it wouldn't happen. Whoever kidnapped Mike weren't just some thugs. They were professionals. Heck, it could have been the government that had taken him. I picked myself off the floor and went upstairs for my cell phone. That's when an idea clicked in my head. Oh, I hope he has it on him, I found myself saying as my fingers ran through the apps on my phone. I loaded the GPS app and waited for it to load. It took several pain-inducing seconds. If I didn't know any better, I would think my cell was purposely torturing me. Then it blinked on the map showing where I was, at home, and where Mike was. His dot was moving down 14th Street toward the warehouse district. Now I was glad he'd worn those silly Batman pajamas. Otherwise, he'd have no place to put his cell phone.
I stared at the dot, hoping they would stop soon. If they didn't get too far, then I could call the police and take them there. Even they wouldn't be able to ignore the evidence in front of their eyes. Finally, the dot did stop, in front of one of the warehouses on Industrial Boulevard. That was luck. It wasn't more than a 10-minute car ride from my house. I zoomed in and copied down the exact address. At that same moment, the dot disappeared. I don't know if it was because his cell phone had been shut off, or he had no signal, or if he'd blown it and himself up. Either way, I was glad I got on the GPS when I did, or there would have been no trace of him. Exiting the program, I dialed 911. They responded immediately. 911, what's the emergency? My little brother's been kidnapped, and I think I know where they've taken him.